Lady from Day is an original novel adapted for radio. Lady from Day is written and produced by April Sadowski. Previously on Lady from Day, Mira helps Siegfried and Rowan start acting like women rather than men as Mira helps them with their disguise. When Mira gets hit on by one of Rowan's men, she gets furious and talks to him. Book 3. Breaking Out is Hard to Do. Chapter 22. An Unexpected Friend. Taylor had guessed that I wouldn't come back to the Skalag quarters right away, so she had wandered to the kitchens. With it being quiet, and there was always the thought of someone eavesdropping, we decided to keep our voices even lower than normal and walked out into the chicken coop. When we were ready to discuss, I revealed the idea that Enter had told me. So what do you think? Do you think we can trust her? I mean, she doesn't even ask for us to help her or tell her when we could escape. Just a means to an end. Yes, but that doesn't mean she wouldn't tell Cork and have us watched closely by another loyal servant. Or even worse, the Gorlags. I don't know. Maybe she does have good intentions. <sighs> we probably should be getting back to bed. But when the time comes... I think her idea is very viable. Through the chimney? Really? And you don't think the Gorlogs at the top of the tower won't see? Well, maybe they won't if they have a distraction. You know what? I think we could easily make a distraction. We could let loose these chickens. There's an idea. But how, out the chimney? As simple-minded as chickens are, they don't deserve a death like that. Anyway, if Emta told Cork that we were going to use the chimney, logic says that the Gorlogs would be guarding that area even more so. I have another plan. What would that be? A tunnel. Come, it's getting to be the time Cork arrives. Let's start the kitchen fire so she doesn't think something strange is going on. A tunnel, I thought to myself. Yes, it would work, but how long would it take to procure? That is, unless Taylor had made one or more multiples, and that is how she escaped previously. The Gorlags may just have never discovered them. Taylor had certainly been in the keep long enough to have made tunnels. It was risky indeed, as you would have to burrow long enough of a distance to where the Gorlags couldn't see from their tower. It was possible, just not very safe or sure way of escape. I wandered over to where Taylor was, and we used some kindling and a few still-burning coals to light the fire. It was a fairly easy task. I was all accustomed to lighting fires, being out in the elements with my men. The flint we had at that time certainly helped. There was some coal and peat available, so we used that to get things going. My mind suddenly started to wander and I couldn't help but think about my group that I hoped was still in Wa'awin. I'm sure they had more important things on their mind with Rowan around, as his sister needed help more than I. Still, my men were loyal, and I couldn't help think the possibility that they wouldn't try and help me. It's been more than a couple days with not even a whisper of an attempt from the Gorlags or Quark, who are typically vocal about gossip like that. The Gorlags would use it to test my spirits, of course. My hope was failing on that end, but even so, I was determined to find an out on my own. 
I heard footsteps coming towards the kitchen, and then Enta peeked in. She had more mud on her than normal, and there was a worm wiggling out of her hair. I looked at her sympathetically, knowing she had just been bathed by the gorlags. Mistress is at it again. So, what are you and Taylor up to? Enter pulled the worm out of her hair and walked out toward the chicken coop, dropping it in front of the rooster, who chomped his way through it with joy. Cork just entered the room, so I spoke up. We were just fighting the kitchen fires for Cork, so it would be less honored tasks for today. I don't think it's anything to be concerned about. The chimney needs smoke coming out to signal the gorlags of our continued obedience. Enter nodded, though a bit hesitantly. She could tell the underlying message of my words. I was telling her that to escape by day would be obvious. We would have to have a night escape. Finally, you two are doing something useful, and one less thing for me to do around here. Since you have both been so much help this morning, I hope you won't mind cleaning the floors as well, since they have been littered with the ash and smoke that has come from your little handy makings. I have a bin for the ashes and the fireplace to go in, as I'm sure you are aware. I will have Emtas and for one of the Skagleg Gorlags to come and escort you to the garden, where you can scatter it on the ground to use as fertilizer. Be mindful that there are several guards always watching, and the Gorlag will be able to take care of you on his own. Cork ushered to Emta, who was getting serving dishes from a half-made cupboard. She threw back a straggling piece of hair and went to Cork. I couldn't tell what she was telling Emta because her voice was just a guttural whisper, but I saw Emta nod. I watched her leave the kitchen and head off down the hall, muddy hair swinging and all. It almost made me laugh, if not for the fact I knew that she was bringing a gorlag to monitor me. I waited for a while, not sure exactly what to do in the meantime. I suppose Cork did that on purpose to get me nervous. When the gorlag came in, I was mildly surprised. This one in particular was much more human-like, with fairer features and not much dirt. The gorlag looked to be female. She was as tall as a normal gorlag, but she wasn't as broad or muscular as the others I had seen. She was still broad and certainly could handle a couple humans on her own. She wouldn't be able to do as much damage as a normal gorlag. I obviously wasn't going to question their intentions, and just shoveled old wood ash from the kitchen fireplace. I was thinking about using the wood as a weapon, and wondered why the gorlags would allow us to use wood in a fire. Then I realized that of course the gorlags wouldn't care, because it probably wouldn't even hurt them. After I had also swept the ashes together and had bucketed them with the scooper, I followed out the gorlag woman through a narrow passage that led out to the keep's gardens. The gardens were fenced, but I noticed that they weren't very high. All in all, they were fairly expensive due to the fact that the gorlags enjoyed fruits and vegetables more than meat. There were many tomato vines and bean plants, with some shoots coming out the ground that looked to be onions. As we walked towards it, the gorlag studied me intently and apparently decided it was high time to strike out some conversation. So, what's your name, little human? Mine is Kira. 
They're cooling me, Li Hair. You have very nice-looking eyes, partial independence. Um, thanks. <laughs> you aren't exactly normal, are you? No, and I'm sorry for what has been done to you. I've heard about it through the ranks, as we call it. Every now and again, since our ancestral roots are human, some of us born have a more human form, like mine. We also retain more of the human traits, such as sympathy and kindness. I am one of these abnormalities. Those like me are treated as outcasts, but because we are still Gorlag and essentially all family, we are still cared for. Our duties are more demeaning and lowly, but we see it as a way to interact with those of like minds. It always pains me when one of your humankind is captured or kidnapped. Those who are taken against their wills such as you, well, that pains me the most. The Gorlags trust us, and I think overly so on where our loyalties stand. We want only justice, and I do not see it being done by taking captives and forcing them to work for us. If I can help you, I will. Just let me know on your own time. Normally I would have jumped at the chance for assistance, but this was a Gorlag woman, and one that I had just met. I did have an interest in learning more about the mutant Gorlag such as her, but I was more concerned on how they could help, as they were still a formidable force, especially more so than a human like me, or my meager army. Well, that's very kind of you, Kira. I'll have to think about it. I hope she didn't take what I said the wrong way. As we reached the edge of the garden, I took a few steps hesitantly into it. It looked like it rained here, and I didn't want to get any more mud than necessary on me. Kira helped to steady me so I didn't fall. Oh, don't be worried. I know you are. I understand your concerns. Of course, you can't trust me. I'm your enemy. At least, my kind is. I personally am neutral. If it isn't one thing, it's the next, I thought to myself. Keeping to the task at hand, I emptied the bucket of ash into the garden. I had to turn sideways and cover my face so I wouldn't inhale the smoke, billowing up from the debris falling. When I was done, Kira helped me out of the mud. It was almost comforting to have a Gorlag that was friendly, no matter how disconcerting. After we got back to the kitchens, I noticed that Cork had gone. Kira waved me goodbye and left, walking down the hall. Taylor raised an eyebrow. You better watch that Gorlag. She's always full of ideas and surprises. I've seen as much. If it isn't one thing, it's the next. So, now who can we trust? 
the enemy or the enemy of my enemy? <laughs> well, didn't you know that the enemy of my enemy is my friend? We can make anyone a friend. It just takes some trust over a long and significant amount of time. She walked over to the kitchen fire and stoked it and gently worked the billows. There was a turnspit to the right of it with a medium-sized hog roasting that I took the liberty of rotating over the fire. It was already fairly cooked, but needed to be more golden to please the gorlags. Well, I'm going to be more careful around everyone. Who's to say that you aren't spying either? You are going to have to trust someone here. It's the only way to. She paused as she heard sounds coming closer from down the hall. Well, that's one meal out of the way. You are back again, I see. I hope that scrawny whelp of a Gorlack didn't try to make you think she'd help her. She'd rather help a flea. I wasn't going to listen to her, because I didn't know who I could trust anymore. Everyone seemed both up to get me and wanting to help me at the same time. I just let myself wander to a happier time long ago. Lee! Turn the spit on or the meat will ruin! I did as she instructed. Even though Cork had just finished the Gulag breakfast, they eat double the amount that we do, and so they have about six meals a day. I don't think this was one of those days. Sorry, Taylor. It's hard to keep one's mind on task when the task is so repetitive. I understand, but the last thing you need is for Cork to come after you because you aren't doing your duties properly. People who can't work are in worse places here. There are worse places? And more people? Yes, but I don't want to talk about it. Go and ask Imta if she needs help. I don't mean to be harsh, but I really don't want to think about it. It wasn't that too long ago, and it's for some other time. I took her advice and went to Emta's side. She was just starting to peel some of the hard-boiled eggs that we had retrieved the day before. That was a bit of a daunting task, considering how large the eggs were. I didn't even want to know what those chickens were fed to make eggs that big. I took a couple of the eggs and cracked them with one of the pewter spoons. They didn't crack as easy as a normal egg, and on top of that, it didn't peel all at once, so I had to go around the whole of the egg, beating it with my spoon. After I got all of my frustrations out, the egg peeled quite nicely. Emta looked at me, but didn't say anything. I stole a glance at her. So, what do you think of Kira? That one is worse than any of us. You can't trust her with anything because she'll turn faster on you than meat on a spit. That's ironic, coming from you. Well, it's true. She tried to help me out when I first tried to escape and then I got caught. Suppose she does mean well, but she's a gorlag at heart. And they're never to be trusted. I thought she was human at heart. I finished off the last of the eggshells. Enter handed me a couple more eggs and asked for the bucket so she could dump it into our kitchen compost bin the one I had finished dumping earlier. She came back and we continued our conversation. Who knows what she is? I don't trust her anymore because of what happened to me and you shouldn't either unless you want a good beating. I decided to end it there. Emta was obviously a bit unnerved. 
After I had finally completed my egg peeling task, I went to look for Cork. She had been gone from the kitchen for quite some time, and I didn't want to just sit around doing nothing. As fun as that may sound, it made time go by much too slow for my taste. It made me think about my friends, who I hoped were still at Moi Arwin looking for me. Leah is played by Sophie Neveu. Taylor is played by Mippa. Emta is played by Mary Bruhand. Cork is played by Laura Fedora. Kira is played by Kim Giannopoulos. For other cast and credits, please visit www.ladyfromday.com. That's www.ladyfromday.com. Join us next time for the continuing story of Lady From Day.